0: What's up, guys? It's Heather, your rom-com queen. Hey, it's
1: Lucretia, your thrill seeker.
2: And this is Stephanie, your wild card.
1: And we are The The
2: Reading Sirens. Sirens. Hello, everyone. We are excited to announce that we have Stephen Gelgon here to discuss his book, The Circle. So we're going to go ahead and introduce ourselves to him. I'm Heather. I'm books and doggies on Instagram.
1: I'm Lucretia. I'm here
2: to read on Instagram. I'm Stephanie. I'm lit for lit on Instagram.
3: My name is Stephen Galgon, and I'm the author of The Circle, uh, and I'm just really happy to be here. Thanks for, uh, for for setting this up.
2: Thanks for coming on with us. Oh, yeah, my we're really, yeah, we're really excited to have you on, and we wanted to get a little synopsis from you since you're the expert on this book um, to share with our audience.
3: Sure. No, I'm happy to do so. Uh, it, it's actually one of the hardest things to do is to summarize this this uh, crazy tale of mine mm-hmm. in a few sentences. But, you know, I, I summarize it by saying, you know, imagine if you could have, you know, literally anything you can dream of, you know, all the money you could ever ask for and power and, and you know, influence. Uh, but the stipulations that go with that is that you have to agree to hunt another human being to the death, all while being hunted by another Uh, at the same time. So, I mean, there's this whole, um, you know, keeping your morality and not wanting to, to kind of cross that threshold by also saying, but you know, the perks are pretty cool. So how do you maintain your, who you are as a person while also surviving? Uh, and that's the, the gist of it, I think, but like I I said, there's a lot more nuance to it than that, but, uh, you know, it's hard. to.
0: (laughs) I love the variety of characters that you had in the book. Um, were any of them based off of people you know, or were they inspired by like a random person you passed? Uh, no, no.
3: Uh, thankfully, I think is that <laughs> no one, no one uh, inspired <laughs> me to to create yes. any of them. Um, you know, I always like to say that you know this, this, this is my first novel. I always like to say that the main character is based loosely on me, but I have no hunting experience. So, you know, I don't have <laughs> that kind of savvy when it comes to that. So it's it's all un- c- crazily come out of my
0: head. So. <laughs> When, when I was reading it and they brought up Mr. Lion, I pictured the lion guy from Wizard of Oz. <laughs> oh <my laughs> so I pictured him like dressed up with like his tail and everything sitting at the bar. Oh, okay. a suit. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> that, that's a new one for me. Okay.
1: <laughs> I figured like he attacked somebody with a lion. He like was at a zoo and killed somebody. Oh, mine. cool!
3: <laughs> we got a character named the zookeeper in the next uh, in the next book, maybe. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> so, how was the circle created by you? Like, what inspired you to write th- this sort of genre?
3: Sure. Uh, okay. So this actually, this story has been with me for a long time, uh, freshman year of college, as a matter of fact, which at this point is far too long ago for me to even think about, but, um, you know, for part of our, in, uh, what do you call it? Uh, our, our initiation, I guess we'll call it, you know, uh, we all got to play the game assassins and for anybody who doesn't know what the game Assassins is, you know, anybody that signs up, you know, you get, you know, delivered to your school mailbox, a, uh, a water gun and a name of another (laughs) student on campus. And your job is to find them and squirt them with the water gun. And if you find them, you take their slip of paper and you have to find their target and all that. Uh, And I would kill. I was killed almost instantly because, you know, the freshmen are always killed instantly because they don't know anybody. They don't know where the buildings are yet. So it's basically a, a game that created for the seniors to shoot everybody. But uh, <laughs> it, it, that's kind of the seed that got planted. And, you know, as bad as I was at the game, I thought, you know, this could be something really more sinister. And I think I took mm-hmm. it as far as I could go.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: that sounds like a fun summer game with your friends. <laughs> <It> does. <laughs> <laughs> right, I kind of want to play
0: that now.
3: <laughs> yeah, it, it's uh, when when you get to a last man standing thing. That's uh, that, that's the that's the real pinnacle there.
2: Oh, <laughs> yeah. that that that'd be nerve wracking. Mm-hmm. You know, and I feel like aside from that concept of kill or be killed, it also seemed like the circle kind of brought some purpose to some people's lives. Like some of these members were just kind of going on mundane life, not really living up to their own potential you know and so on the flip side there were also other members who I feel like could have wreaked havoc on society had they not been a part of the circle so what helped influence some of these characters
3: um that's a great question it it, it, the idea of uh, you know, you, you kind of hear it all the time, you know, the, the, the life of a wealthy person, you don't know, you know, behind closed doors what goes on it. And that idea of, you know, everybody thinks that the, it's the grass is always greener, but now you're on the other side where you've got everything. But that mm-hmm. literally means you've got everything. So if you've got everything, what else is there for you? If you've got it all. So it's the idea that while you could presumably have everything, you know, there's still an element of your life that is severely lacking to the point where, you know, you'd go to extremes to make sure you can kind of scratch that itch.
0: I loved um, Liz and Doug together. And I was kind of sad with how things played out between them. Did you ever see any of the characters taking a different route?
3: I must have rewritten the Liz and Doug saga probably about five times because (laughs) i had a difficult time with it also because it just Uh seemed like well because that could have played out you know and i'm not trying to do any spoilers but for anybody listening um that obviously could have played out in several different ways but i feel like the way it had to play out to get the most out of doug was what had to get written and you know once somebody asked me during an interview whose was uh whose was the hardest character uh, to, to, to write for. And, And it was that scenario that's always been difficult to just to kind of talk about because, you know, what's, what's before them is everything, but yet if they get everything, it's, it's too hokey right you know you'd throw yeah. the book to the floor it's like ah, i really don't want to talk to this guy anymore let's let's let, let, let's pick a new book <laughs> for the podcast because you know then i feel like i'm letting everybody down um but at the end of the day what's gonna get doug to do what he needs to do and that's that's the storyline we went with and I, i'm perfectly happy mm-hmm. to talk about the specifics i just don't know if you want to talk spoilers or anything
2: oh, I mean, yeah, it's, we're it's- okay with whatever you want to yeah <laughs> okay
1: I just felt like there were so many characters and you know I had to like take mental notes as I was reading this book just for of the simple fact I'm a, a visual person so I had to write down Mr. Black or this, each character how did you keep your characters aligned throughout the book and how did you get them to intermingle with each other like I mean was that hard for you to kind of write out? I know you said it was a long process of writing this book.
3: Sure. I, well, I mean, the process itself was over t- almost 20 years from, from concept to publication. So that you know, that's not the traditional path by any stretch. Yeah. <laughs> um, but basically, I just kind of, I, I tried not to think so much about them as in as much as we were experiencing them through Doug. So while mm-hmm. they were important and their own stories are important this specific story is how doug is seeing his new world mm-hmm. um and the idea that you know being dropped into a play where you didn't know the rules or, or the script uh that idea came actually from a conversation with my editor because there was so many different this person said this person said this person said and she says well you know what if and to her credit you know what if we just went with this play line that you wrote i said you know what? I, that, that sounds great. And now it's just a matter of now you're just literally just sitting in a room in, 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 in I'm envisioning this where, you know, you're hearing a voice, you're hearing another voice. And that's kind of how I want it to be read. But as, as far as the intricacies of either one of them and the intermingling of it, it's kind of like the idea of, you know, they're all friends. So yeah. let's treat each other as such, except when we set foot outside this uh-huh. room then mm. all all bets are off. So, you know, they just fully embrace the idea that this is our life. We are totally fine with it. I might have to kill you tomorrow, but if I miss, ah, I'll just see you and we'll have drinks the next day. So it's <laughs> it kind of like adds to the crazy for Doug.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah. I felt like it really worked because um the scripting of the playwright, like I just felt like I was so confused in some aspects of the book. Um because there were so many characters and you kind of describing it that way it made me visualize him sitting there at the bar talking to mm-hmm. the bartender as Mr. Black walks in or you know vice versa it, it just really helped with the understanding of it No,
3: you know it's great to hear I'll, I'll let my editor know if she was writing <laughs> it again she loves to know when she's right because <laughs> she's right a lot
2: <laughs> yeah honestly it, it definitely did read like a playwright in those situations yeah. like I could even picture us like practicing lines, you know, or running lines Mm -hmm. with each other from based off of those uh, moments. Um, I know for me, some of the characters that really stood out, I must, I've got to tell you, I'm a sucker for like strong female characters. And so when I first read about Miss Mantis, Mm -hmm. oh my goodness, I think my jaw just about hit the floor. I was just in love with the killer okay
3: <laughs> no, that's fine
2: <laughs> and, um, so I really liked that you added the you know the two female characters even though and I feel like they were both so different yet I really liked that that concept of enforcing that they get treated with respect and get treated the same as the other killers because essentially they're also a part of this assassin group how did you develop the their characters, and was there a specific reason that both of these characters ended the way they did?
3: Um, okay, so great question. Uh, with re- with respect to how they d- developed, it, I was very apprehensive. Uh, not in the creating of their characters, but in the writing of their characters, because I don't want to in any way presume that I can write a female lead that is strong because I'm not one. So I had a lot of, I, I, had, a, I had a very hard time writing that to a, to a level that I felt comfortable because I didn't want to do it wrong. Uh, mm-hmm. So that was constantly on my mind. So I, I'm still not entirely sure I did it right, to be honest with you, because I still take a lot of heat for that uh, from social media about how that you know the women are only in the book for eye candy. And it's like, well, yeah, kind of. That's what Doug is being. And it, that's what attracts Doug to the group. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, if you're recruiting a young guy, what does a young guy want to see at his recruitment? Yeah, okay, he's going to want to see a lot of arm candy. Um, yeah. But with respect to uh, Mantis and and um, and Liz, you know, Liz again starts off as Doug's love interest, but as we know, she she transforms quite mm-hmm. quite quickly um, when she, once she gets you know her marching orders, so to speak. Um, you know, I don't know really how else to answer that question for you. It, it's yeah. <laughs> it, it was it was a struggle, I will say, because like yeah. I said, I I wanted to make sure that they were as represented uh, as possible, but then. Um, you know, the killing them off, it just, honestly, it just, they just were the right character at the right time. Yeah. <laughs> you
0: know, I,
3: there was, no, you there was no rhyme or reason to why that one at that point or this one at that point. Yeah. But yeah. at a certain point, like, you know, there, there are characters I wanted to to, to to stick around, but at the end mm-hmm. of the day, you're in a club full of assassins and people have yeah. to die. So at a certain point, whether however good and talented either one of the characters are, male or female, mm-hmm. you're going to get killed. Somebody's got to yeah. die. Otherwise, this book is pointless, you
2: know? Right, right. <laughs> And I, I, personally I think you did, think a, great you did a great job. I, yeah, Thanks. I think you did an awesome job of making them stand on their own, you know? And I think, um, I, I, I don't, I mean, I see why people would give you backlash, I guess. But to me, it's like, like you said, it was necessary for the eye candy at first to attract people in. But these girls or women that were a part of the actual circle they were strong female females, you know, and so they were strong characters on their own. And I liked how you how you wrote them in and and how you how you made them stand out, because I feel like they were able to play on the innocence or, you know, the passion that is of a, a woman, you know, that a woman can possess, and you were able to use that to make them more mysterious and to help them in their task of killing, like they were still just as focused on the killings as everybody else.
3: Right, right. Thank you. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I try. I shouldn't say I try. You know, with the next installment, um, you know, if you were interested in Miss Mantis, uh, you know, get your hands on the next one as soon as you can. Because
2: yes. that... I sure <laughs> will. Because there's,
3: there's, uh, you're, you're gonna, you're gonna really enjoy the second one.
0: Oh, <laughs> I'm really excited for that one. <laughs> <laughs> which, Me too. Which I can't PLC? wait I, I
3: can't wait to get it out there to be honest with you, my editor can't yeah. work fast enough as far as I'm concerned because I've gone through <laughs> it like five times and I keep turning to my wife and go I'm sorry but I really like it she's like you're supposed to I said okay good the, the public you know publishing uh the circle I was biting my finger because it was almost 20 years of a story finally coming to fruition and putting it out there for the world I was nervous
2: and mm-hmm. then in the
3: last year and a half, when I write the second book, I'm like, come on, just get it out there already. It's like two vastly yeah. different experiences. Um, so, yeah, sorry, I derailed that just now.
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> oh, okay. oh, yeah. Which kill scene was the funnest for you to write?
3: Oh, cufflinks. Oh, okay. <laughs> By far. I, it's, I totally enjoyed <laughs> chapter 37. It's my favorite chapter yeah. in the whole book. Loved every I second
0: loved it. the doorknob, like all the power ah. coming. <laughs> because I'm known for shocking people. So I got a kick <laughs> out of that one.
3: <laughs> that I, when I was in school, I went to, I went to film school. Um, and now I'm not a math teacher. So see how that worked out for me. Um, <laughs> but one of the classes I took was about, you know, proper lighting, uh, you know, on a set and our professor would remind us that, you know, if you're not handling, you know, the, the breaker box properly, you know, when you put, touch, when you touch a wire, always touch it with the back of your hand. Cause the instincts in your, you, you, you know, you, you don't have instincts, just, you know, your, your brain will close your hand. Um, and that was the genesis of that. Like, oh, what if somebody didn't take that class and they go grab that wire and all of a sudden they <laughs> right? physically are incapable of letting go of that, of that wire and then they're dead. They just get roasted. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Some of them are really brutal. And
0: <laughs> I mean, it's makes for a great read. So <laughs> I really enjoyed it because I was like, oh, what's going to happen next? Who's next?
3: Right. <laughs> That well, that was another element. I was really happy that that carried through because you know, because of there's so many characters in the beginning of the book, you know, they can't all survive. So you know, yeah. who makes it, who doesn't? Um, and there were a few different you know incarnations of how it ended yeah. as well. You know, which characters survived, which characters didn't. Especially with with Doug's plight too. There was a couple different ways that Doug uh, got through his his story.
0: Yeah. I'm the softie in the group and it was really hard for me not to form attachments to people because I, I warned <laughs> myself if you get attached, they're gonna get killed next <laughs> so don't do it don't do it <laughs> um the watchers the
3: okay.
1: pill and the watchers so I was a little confused by the concept of the pill I get the full you know they ha- that's how they have to go out okay but do they take the pill because they got discovered who they are, like their identity, or because they got caught in general?
3: Uh, the pill is designed to eliminate the possibility of questions. And I guess it, I never, I guess, really elaborate on it, but it's the it's the, uh, the job of the watcher to protect the circle. So if, he, if the watcher feels that he or she is in jeopardy, then... You know, you take the pill. I don't. I never really specifically mentioned marching orders about how the pill is to be done. But you know, every watcher has one. It's always staring them in the face. You know, do a good job, or you're going to mm-hmm. be killed. Um, yeah,
0: because but-
1: I felt like the whole concept of Eric, you know, Mister Black calling Eric and saying, "You know what to do," and then Doctor Williams, he was trying to not be shown, like he he was holding his mask not to be seen. Yeah so it just like confused me a little bit i was like what is going on
3: <laughs> the worst thing that can happen to a watcher is to is to be you know discovered and to be interrogated and to give up information that could bring the circle down so at any opportunity that that happens you know once you once watchers are discovered you know they're no longer good at their jobs because then they'll be they'll be seen and they'll be expected and you know the idea that anybody out there could be watching is kind of the point of that crazy. so so yeah like you know one of the three of you very easily could be a watcher and just if we, we ever found out <laughs> no one would ever know um but so once you're discovered you're you're essentially useless to the circle and if you're useless to the circle then you know the circle is going to get rid of you so they they give you that choice to mm-hmm. take care of it yourself
1: <laughs> Nice, such a good concept
2: mm-hmm. so with the circle, you know, it, it really also brings thoughts of secret societies in history. Um, Like, you know, you have like the Freemasons, you have the mm-hmm. Illuminati, the Order of Skull and Bones. Did you research or take anything from any of these secret societies?
3: Uh No, no, I didn't look into any of that stuff. I wanted it to be as fresh in my mind as I could. I didn't want to I didn't want to also inadvertently take something from them and then kind of inauthenticate what I was creating there. So I, I tried to stay away from you know the ideas of secret societies and you know I w- I'm just as curious as probably anybody else. but when it came to the writing and the sitting down and and, and the getting to the work of it, you know, I didn't want any outside influences, you know, mm-hmm. regardless of, of the whether well they're well known or not you know, the movie, the skulls, when that came out, I was like, I don't want to see it. I don't want to know anything about it. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <Because this laughs> yeah.
3: in my head. And that was a long time ago at this point, but yeah, it was still, I I, I avoided whenever I could, you know, the, the talking about it, you know, the Illuminati thing just kind of blew up. And then, you know, with the Dan Brown's books, the Da Vinci code and all that, that was mm-hmm. I couldn't avoid it there. But, you know, I feel like it's a little different
0: when, when the sequel comes out, are we going to have a slew of like new characters or will we see some of our favorites back?
3: Uh, well, uh, the next book is actually a prequel, so okay. it will it predates everything you've seen uh, or read about. So it's it, it goes back to how New York became what New York is, uh, gotcha. with regards to the circle. And you know, I don't know, I I, I don't know how much I'm going to give away about that. No, but, no, no, it's fine.
0: Um, I was just curious.
3: Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a prequel, and I I have had so much fun writing this. Um, so I, I just I'm. I can't wait for it to get out there to be honest with you. <laughs>
0: um is Mr. Black gonna make an appearance?
3: Well, by definition, he's always in, in the circle because it's just mm-hmm. not necessarily the same person. Every every chapter has Ooh, a Mr. Black. Oh, that's right. So there are uh, the, the the book takes place in several different locations. So there's several different Mr. Blacks and gotcha. a few different a few countries and a few locations in the States. So we're I'm all over the place
0: i wanted the Jesus. mr black that was with doug i wanted to learn like how he killed people
3: okay okay
0: but yeah. it's okay that's just me
3: no <laughs> comment I, w- I refuse to comment on this
2: yeah, no, no, you'll I'm just fine. have to read it heather <laughs> oh i will be
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. in the prequel do we see who the puppet master is and will we see behind the curtains of book two
3: uh, I actually have that slated for book three. I have this as a three book series in my mind. Oh, um, you. so I have that planned for what once. Okay. Um, the conclusion of book one, you know, the circle is mm-hmm. and, and what you guys know for it to be. Uh, the conclusion of the second book really sets up what book three is going to do. Okay. Uh, I'm still haven't, I still haven't plotted out how it's all going to work, but I, it, I'm very excited for the direction that, that it's, that it's going. Um and then I've actually got a couple of I've got a short story that came out uh that I put on my website and it's also on Amazon if anybody wanna get it. It's about one uh character if if uh if you're familiar if you remember the uh, the woman in the subway that, that Doug encounters a oh, few
2: times. Oh I'm curious about her.
3: There is I wrote an entire short story about her situation. So if you if you're interested, you can go to my website. You can download it for free as a PDF. Or if you need to have it on a tablet, you can put it. You can go to Amazon. It's a dollar on Amazon. So there's a short story there. I've got two other short stories that are you know side you know a- asides to this, the the storylines. But I feel like that's the beauty of this. And I'm not trying to pat myself on the back, but I've really set up this universe of you know countless possible stories and and mm-hmm. different uh locations and different responsibilities and you know i could you know i I have another story on 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 in the works right now about a watcher it's an entire short story about the life of a watcher and how this watcher got you know recruited to do his job and you know i've got another story about how you know the, the circle's creation you know the first kill and, mm-hmm. you know, so I've got a lot of things in my mind, <laughs> not on paper <laughs> yes. just yet.
2: That was actually something that I was going to ask you. We were going to get to see like how it was founded, what started or who started the organization and how it came to be what it is now.
3: Yes, you will find that out in the, in the next book.
2: Yay. Nice.
3: Yes, that is 100 percent going to happen. Do
0: you have any favorite authors?
3: I have been on this this particular this year in particular I have been on a uh, on a quest to only read independent authors um and and since the circle had been published back in 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 19 i've been just reading more than i've read in my entire life and i that may have something to do with having published that it may have something to do with the pandemic and having nothing else to do uh, but whatever it was i've i've just kind of branched out to so many different new authors that i've never mm-hmm. heard of and you know i'm just thankful that i was able to do that my favorite author right now uh has got to be samantha downing who has got a a third book coming out in in july she did um he started it, and my lovely wife—I think I put the order backwards. Uh, my lovely wife came first, but um, both of those books were phenomenal, uh, and I'm really looking forward to her next one. Uh, and it so happens that we, she, and I connected on Instagram, and she actually endorsed my book, so I was just Aww. over the moon when that happened. So you know, yes, she's fabulous, and yes, she happens to like me. So I, she's by far my favorite right now. <laughs> oh, that's
0: awesome! <laughs> nice. Thank God for Instagram, right? I Mm -hmm. never
3: in a million years would have thought something like (laughs) that would have happened because I just started following her on a whim. And, you know, she ended up doing an interview on Instagram with another uh, Instagram friend of mine. Uh, and I just popped in a question to his interview. Hey, have you ever thought about reading an indie author? And he asked her and she said, I don't really have a lot of time to read. And then he started talking to her about my book. And the next <laughs> thing I knew, we're, we're I'm not saying friends, but we are we ha- we are in contact, which is oh, uh, cool. wild to me. So, you know, somebody like her who's got a book being made into a new Nicole Kidman movie likes my book. I'm fine. Oh, <laughs> I'm goodness. fine. Um, Oh, that's awesome.
1: Yeah. I mean, you answered three of my questions in one.
3: So. <laughs> I'm very efficient.
1: <laughs> I mean, you um, have a kind of a lot of short stories in the works, but beyond that, do you see yourself doing something outside of the circle?
3: I'd love to, you know, I've got a couple of different ideas, but I, I when I sat down to write When I sit down to write, I find it that, and this might just be because I'm a novice when it comes to this kind of thing, you know, I'm comfortable in the world of the circle. I don't need to create new everything, you know, it's all there and it's all been created. I don't have to start from scratch. I can just continue. So that seemed like, I know it sounds like a little bit of a cop out from an author standpoint, but you know, the idea of setting up a new world in my mind was a lot more difficult than to continue in the world. I mean, I've got a couple of stories that I've been wanting to write into to something for some yeah. time now, but I just can't, I, I, I the process of getting the circle from concept to publication was 20 years. And that's ridiculous. I I don't have the kind of time to do that. Uh, (laughs) So when it was time to sit down and write the next uh, circle book, you know, and these new stories popped up, I just, I said, I'm just going to keep going back to the well and I'll keep writing in, in this world until I can't anymore. Yeah. Uh, And then I've, I've got, you know, Google docs full of notes of, Hey, this is a story I want to tell. And this is another story I want to tell. I just not, I, I don't, have the faith in myself as an author just yet to 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 branch out from something Uh, hopefully that imposter syndrome goes away and uh, I I can sit down and start writing again but uh, right now I'm in the circle world and I'm happy to be there
2: I'm happy you're there too (laughs) and you know you mentioned that you went to film school so would you ever consider writing the circle into like Making a script for it and making it into either like a movie or a mini series or even just a short film from one of your short stories?
3: Oh, that's the dream right there. Okay. Uh, the Circle actually started as a screenplay for a screenwriting course I took back in 1999. Um, so it went from concept uh, freshman year to okay, pen to paper or whatever it is. And then you know, on my shelf it went. And then I, I, the story of how the circle became a book is ridiculous. But you know, I in 2002 I took I took it out, and it was on a floppy disk. I still have the disk somewhere. (laughs) I put in the computer. That's how old the circle is um and i wrote a 120 page screenplay and you know i put it away i'm like what am i going to do with this i'm a teacher i got i have no i have no avenues that i can push this and i I took it back out a couple years later and i read i go this is trash this is terrible i would never watch this movie it's awful um and then just on a whim on my honeymoon my wife uh, I was reading this book and I don't even remember what it was. And I just turned my eyes. I said, this is awful. This is just an awful, terrible book. And she, I said, I can write a better book than this. And she said, well, just do it. You've been telling me you want to write your, your screenplay into a book. So just do it already. <laughs> I mean- so I said, all right. We I, I, I got home from the honeymoon. It was July. I was off for the summer. I said, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take my screenplay and return it to a book. And I said, I'll get this thing published before I'm 40. And I published August 15th. Uh, and I turned forty August twenty second, so I got oh, it done wow. before oh, I was forty. Awesome. <laughs> so that hey, I was able to
2: yeah,
3: just <laughs> barely, <laughs> just barely, the eleventh hour and then some.
1: <laughs> you did it though. Yes, <laughs> Not a lot I did. Of us can say that we did,
3: right? <laughs> yeah. I'm um, Yeah. I, I. I am proud of it. So it took me 20 years. But back to your question, you know, what I I, the dream is to have it turn into something that people could see, um, you know, and, and, you know, maybe an episode of TV or whatever, Amazon Prime, something like that. I feel like, you know, it's too much now that now that it's a novel and not a screenplay, it's too much to be. Uh, a single movie. I think if you're going really mm-hmm. to really capture, I think it would be a good it. TV
2: show. Yeah, I I'm mean. really into all those like series right now, so I feel like you could, you know, do a series for each of these characters, even if you wanted to. Oh
3: yeah, I mean, it's very binge-worthy as far as Me, I'm concerned. Yeah. <laughs> and then Don't like be and,
2: stuck on it,
3: <laughs> right? And then like you said, you know, if you really wanted to get into the world of Mr. Cufflinks, we could do a whole spin-off series for one whole season on how mm-hmm. he became who he was. Um, yeah.
2: Miss Mantis, let's please not forget miss Mantis. of course not, of course not. <laughs> yeah
1: i would love to see um the bartender story <laughs> oh, okay know. or his okay. dad yes. Or
2: his dad's dad heck yeah yeah
3: we we meet okay. his dad briefly in in book two not not all that he plays a minor role yeah um, but he's there he's there in in in, in a way He's
2: like, <laughs> I just want to know hurt. how strong those genes are, too, because if everybody keeps confusing those pictures up there with him, that means that <laughs> family has some strong genes getting passed mm-hmm. on.
0: In the beginning, when Doug got initiated and they're like, when you're in here, you're safe. When you're out there, you're not. The first thing that popped into my head was, well, then I'm going to get a cot and I'm going to sleep in here and never leave. <laughs> 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 and I, was like, I wonder if anybody else would try that and like, did they kick them out? but did (laughs) you see
2: but when um remember when liz was trying to get the rundown and then uh, she's like well if i'm here i'm safe and then they're telling well technically you're safe so maybe there's like a loophole like you can't just live here i was also
0: intrigued by did they ever use
2: like the
0: girls that people got pissed about to help them do their murders
3: that what mantis was known to do that and that's how Mm -hmm. she got her her moniker there so originally she started using the girls in in the bar Mm -hmm. as as you know decoys and then she would just show up when they were you know literally with their pants down and exactly (laughs) exactly and in fact fact, i I touch on a little bit on that with the with the short story um again she's it, it takes place you know in the before doug um, mm-hmm. before, yeah, before Doug's story even takes place so you get a little bit more of some of it, it centers a little bit around Mr. Fingers as well so if, there's a little bit on him in there
0: <laughs> Mr. Fingers like- creeped me out
2: <laughs> well I think he was like if he would have just been in society I feel like he would have been a serial killer
3: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like the circle provided that opportunity without having to <laughs>
1: right can I just say that Doug's Mr. Black was not a very good Mr. Black Um, Okay. He just was okay. So I felt like Doug at the end was like telling the new recruits, like essentially the play, like what's going to happen, what to expect. And Mr. Black was just like there to smoke cigars and play poker. (laughs) It's like he he did his
0: time. He's like, I'm out of this. I don't have to worry Mm -hmm. about it anymore. I felt like that was Mr. Black's only job. <laughs> yeah. His only job was to tell them, "Now you're screwed. Welcome to the club." <laughs> right? right? Yeah,
3: pretty much. I mean, he, he's he's the he's the threat, right? He's the one that, yeah. even though Doug tells them what's going on, he's the one there to impose the physical, you know, yeah, and, and mental threats on them. So even if Doug welcomed them in, I feel like he's he he's he wasn't really done yet. <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah, I know. I really enjoyed it. Um, yep. I think I'm going to have my dad read it as well. I think he'll enjoy it too.
3: Oh, that's fabulous. Thank you.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: It just It's one of those books
1: that I felt like, okay, this is going to be like, such a boys club book and and i started reading it. And i was like oh this is good <laughs> <laughs> definitely
3: that was the fear of mine you know when the book came out it's you know and i wasn't a big you know i didn't really i've never used instagram until the book came out and then i started figuring out what bookstagram was and i'm on bookstagram and it's like okay so bookstagram is 97 percent women how am i gonna mm-hmm. how am i gonna sell this book to them and luckily, you know, it it was received well. And you know, thank mm-hmm. you for for what you just said too, because it's it, it it is a it's a boys club book, but yet it's not. <laughs> it yeah. is, but it is. I, I, so I think you did.
0: I think did a fantastic job. I didn't see it as a male book at all because of the way you incorporated women into it. I thought you did fantastic, tour. I didn't feel like we were left out at all. Yeah. Oh, great! I mean
1: the incorporation of women I, I obviously again, it again it's Doug's world and essentially mm-hmm. how it's coming to crash and um I just felt like I was watching like some like assassin movie and I was like oh this is really good I really enjoyed mm-hmm. it I didn't mm-hmm. hear that you know the the women weren't a big factor I just felt like you know like it, it didn't was, really make a difference. yeah it didn't make yeah. a difference for me yeah like, Mm-hmm. i i just felt like you know the whole like bar and the boys club and, and you know i was like when i started reading that far i was like oh it's gonna totally be a boys club thing and i'm not gonna like it and,
3: <laughs> and then I, you're gonna have I to
1: ask me questions about it, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah because i'm doing the whole judge book by its cover i don't read the synopsis i just literally look at the cover and i'm like this is the book that's gonna like i try to guess what it's gonna be about as i'm reading it so i didn't know anything about your book until i started digging into it
3: (laughs) okay yeah and that prologue starts off with a bang so yeah (laughs) you didn't know what it was about you knew in about five pages
1: right so i i really enjoyed it thank you so much for Mm -hmm. introducing us to the circle
2: (laughs) oh thank thank you now we we know that the circle is real The circle is real. And we are now addicted to figuring out more about this circle. I know (laughs) I am. I'm I'll gonna say, pre-order.
3: Oh, please <laughs> I already, do! Yeah, I it, did. <laughs> it's only uh, it's only pre-order for Kindles right now. I haven't yes. figured out how to do a pre-order pre-order for the physical copy yet, but uh, okay. there's a lot of lot of life in my way right now. So yeah, uh, I, you know, I've got I've got three kids. I I was teaching full time during the pandemic. So and my wife works full time as a nurse. So th- this this freedom for the last 39 minutes we've been on on this podcast has just been delightful.
0: <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> <laughs> when she comes home, tell her. things. Thank you for her her job, like for her, what she does.
3: Oh, I'm happy to do that. Yeah, thank you for that. <laughs> she has not, I tell you, God bless her and 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 other nurses and medical professionals. They, she mm-hmm. has not missed a shift. She was called in from the you know March 10th was the pandemic. On March 11th, yeah. she had a shift and she didn't miss she didn't miss a single one. And and neither did anybody else she worked with. So, so oh, that's awesome. God bless those people
1: yay Definitely.
3: so shout out doug um goodwin
2: he's yeah. on to the next
3: <laughs> right yes yeah, yeah. i really I felt bad him. I, yeah it, like i said there were two different ways it could end if you think about it and yeah. i had to i felt like i had to go with that ending because you know yeah. if you don't it's almost too far-fetched because mm-hmm. you, can't, yeah. you can't just pick up with this and yeah, and sure. have it end the way we all thought it was going to end, uh, as you're reading, or as I guess we were hoping it was going to end. Um,
0: it's very so, realistic. Like I could see this as going on right now. Yeah,
3: that's good that's- too. I, it, it, that's it's funny you bring that up because at a certain point, um, you know, in in the various uh, you know incarnations of the book, you know, the idea of a smartphone changed a lot. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> At a certain point, he's like, oh, wow, look at this. I can have a map of the whole city in my in my phone. And then all of a sudden uh-huh. smartphones came out. I was like, crap, I got to go back and rewrite this because it's very common now. Oh <laughs> yeah. this all out.
0: That's so true. I was that when Doug had to get rid of his Jeep.
3: <laughs> <laughs> That's a shout out to my brother who, who, had, who had to get rid of his Jeep because he just they needed him and his uh, girlfriend at the time now my sister-in-law uh he had to get rid of his jeep for you know commuting and th- whatever mm. it was and i was like ah, he he loves that jeep he still looking yeah. to find another one he can't t-. so that was a shout out to him
0: oh that's yeah. really sweet So can
1: I just say, I'm excited to play the game Assassins. I'm already looking at the rules and the regulations. I
3: know.
2: (laughs) We are going to play this with our book club. We should make them read The Circle, and then we'll play a game of Assassins.
3: I support that 100%. (laughs)
2: Yes.
3: (laughs) Especially the making them read The Circle part.
2: (laughs) Yes. Oh, they will love this. Our girls
1: are crazy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And they will take it to the max. Yeah. (laughs) Thank
0: you so much for for joining us. Yeah. Oh, it's been Thank my you. pleasure.
3: Thank you for having me. It's been great. Can I
0: ask you a question?
3: I, that's perfectly fine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> when, you're, when the sequel comes out, will you come on again, please?
3: I'd be happy to. Yeah, I'd be happy to come on and talk about it. Um, I, I can't wait to talk about it with somebody. So this is the only, <laughs> like my wife is tired of hearing me talk about it. Aww. And, you know, I, I had, I sent it out to a few beta readers it, at my first draft, which was, which was a nerve wracking process for me because, okay. you know, my beta readers for the circle were my sister-in-law and my dad, you know, and, and my wife, and that was it. So they read it, they knew it and my grandfather uh so they read it and they just kept telling me it was fine and then my editor got to it she's like okay the story's great but we're gonna fix all of it
2: (laughs) (laughs) well if you're ever looking for extra readers yep we're here (laughs)
3: uh i i may take you up on that soon because (laughs) uh, i'm I'm about to come i've just finished my third draft of uh of, of of it's called Legends of the Circle. So uh-huh. uh, mm-hmm. I just finished my third draft of Legends, and then I sent it to my editor. So at a certain point, I'm going to need some feedback on her edits before I I go forward with it. But uh, I'm happy to keep you guys in mind. Yes. We pretty-
2: are here for you. Yes, we are. <laughs> and thank <laughs> you for joining us
0: again. Yes. yes. Oh, yeah. It was My it pleasure. Really it was time. so much fun. Yes. Have yeah, a great have nice. night. Thank
2: you. Yes. You too. All righty. Bye.
3: Bye. Right. Bye.
1: Okay guys, so we're on to our favorite segment. Um, but before we start that, we just wanted to say a huge thank you to Stephen Galgon for joining us on today's episode. It was so amazing having him to kind of discuss The Circle and kind of the inner mingling of the characters and his prequel that's going to be coming out in October, which we're all excited about. So thank I you. Am. Yes. So, on to our fuck, Mary, kill. Kill. <laughs> <laughs> so, for my fuck, I would say I'm totally gonna kill or fuck Mr. Lightning, which is Randall Webb. Because Does he give you the chills? Dude, Are they electrifying? He's so electrifying. <laughs> Does he <laughs> electrify you? It's electrifying. He's one of those burly guys that's like, coming out of the service and he's just like got some muscles on him and I can picture him with like a big beard which is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. And then I would totally marry Michelle which is going to be Doug's co-worker. Um, she just seems like she's one of those loyal die hard. She's your die ride <laughs> chick. Yeah. So she's totally my Mary. And then kill. I would totally kill Eric because that little fucker.
2: <laughs> right? <laughs> Poor Doug wouldn't even be in that situation if it wasn't. Right.
1: It was all about Eric, and unfortunately at the end, it's not always all about Eric, but he was just uh, he had to go. <laughs> yeah,
2: Definitely. I'm glad you killed him that way. I don't <laughs> have to kill him. Yeah, I think okay, so my fuck, I was really torn between Miss Mantis and Madame yeah. de la Fleur because you guys know I loved those women assassins <laughs> mm-hmm. and so I ended up picking Madame de la Fleur which was Liz as an assassin um, so I just liked how she was able to trick the guy um, yeah. Mr. Cufflings and I love I think okay so that revenge aspect of her killing that passion that's what made me want to do her I was like okay if she's got some passion for killing she's probably got some passion for something else and Doug when he's describing her like after they had their one night together and he's talking about her confidence and how she carries herself and she's not scared to be like naked I just she just seems so hot you know so sure (laughs) of herself and my Mary is actually John, which is Michelle's husband <laughs> in the book. And so the reason why I picked John is because no questions asked. He just went with Doug to try to figure out about the ferret. hmm. And so from that, I was like, okay, he didn't even ask like, oh, why? Or maybe he did. But he was just like, well, even if he doesn't give me a straight answer, I'm still going to help him. And to me, that's a good friend. That's somebody you want to be by your side. Until somebody kills you,
1: right? He's the one who's going <laughs> to carry the <laughs> shovel, girl. <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly.
1: And he doesn't even know why he's carrying it, but he's yeah, he's it like,
2: it. "What? Why are we digging this six foot hole? <laughs> oh, it's 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 big enough to fit a body. Oh, he must his dog must have died. <laughs> don't his, ask little <laughs> ferret. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want you to die, so don't ask anything.
1: <laughs> he was hilarious, and the yeah. whole like at dinner, he's like blows it completely. <laughs> He's like, Yeah. And I can just see Doug like with his hand like across his throat, like, shut up,
2: shut up. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's <laughs> just poor little John. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean he just seemed like a super sweet person with his little Hawaiian shirts, you know. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Nice. Um so my kill would actually be Mr. Cufflinks. So I think if it wasn't for Mr. Cufflinks, Liz would have never even been like trying to be a part of the circle. And maybe her story with Doug would have been a little bit different because she wouldn't have become a target. Um, And so for me, my kill would be Mr. Cufflinks. And I didn't like the fact that he was wearing the cufflinks still from Liz's dad.
1: Yeah, I was, was just like that's like just one
2: disrespectful you know
1: mm-hmm. his trophy
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, still can... I'm just like that's no don't do that keep them if you want to but wear them
1: yeah. can we just say the whole scene of the sauna though like yes Wow. <laughs> so it
2: almost gave me Charlie's Angels vibes mm-hmm. when they're in the massage parlor <laughs> and Lucy Liu's like jumping on the guy's back
1: <laughs> that's what I pictured just enjoy the show <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> such a good scene mm-hmm. so for me my fuck would be orson hughes liz's dad because in the very beginning i was reeled in in the was it the prologue right Yes, mm-hmm. and just the opening scenes he seemed like mr business so for me i kind of pictured him as like a christian gray Oh. So he had like that atmosphere around him and so I would choose him for my for my fuck and then my kill would be Eric because he needs to go down in his douche canoe. Oh, he totally yeah. does. He was so not a good friend to Doug. I, I, like, I couldn't stand him and I was like, I'm gonna wring your neck. Like, I was so right. pissed. Well, <laughs> their
2: whole lives he was never a good friend to Doug. No, he
0: wasn't. It so, was horrible. Oh
2: and then I would marry Doug because I feel like
0: okay Doug didn't want to do what he had to do but he did it Mm -hmm. so if I told him you better do those dishes he's gonna do the dishes
2: (laughs) (laughs) or yeah gonna shoot you with a bow and arrow you know (laughs) right
0: (laughs) he's he's gonna do what I tell him to do no I'm just kidding but I think he was like really sweet and actually still tried like he got put in a really crappy situation. Mm-hmm. And he still by his best to, friend. Yes. Friend. And he still tried to make the best of his circumstances and not fully give in like everybody else did. He still tried to keep some like true to himself in a way. Well, and so he I, still I would tried to get him. out.
2: You know, yes. I feel like he still like his number one goal was to get out of the circle and he didn't understand how he was recruited or you know once mm-hmm. he finally figured it out it was like oh well now it makes sense yeah but i hated. i mean it just brings me back to how much i hated eric like eric was just that He's character horrible. that you wanted him to die and you know you'd well, we do say that often about characters, but <laughs> but, but he, him, truly, really like he was just critical, such an awful like... friend. Like he was an yes. awful friend. He was an awful human being. That scene where he's so mean to that homeless lady, I'm just like, Ugh. dude, you don't have to be a douche. No. <laughs> I was really hoping that he was gonna die when he fell into the subway train. Like, yeah, you know, I kind of am intrigued though.
0: I want to know how he became like a watcher.
2: Well, he had a debt.
0: I know, but I wonder, like, if they made him get in debt on purpose to turn him into a watcher. Yeah. They might
2: have. I just think it's even funny. funny. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's even funny that even the circle was like, we know you're not good enough to be an assassin, so you're just going to be a watcher. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> well, because he's a little biatch. Yeah. He is. Even when he was younger,
1: they tried to run. He tried to run away. Convinced- Dude, had had to run away like- too. And then didn't your go left
2: you on the bus <laughs> and Dude, left you. On the what bus. a dick! <laughs> I mean, his name should have been Dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if he was
1: an assassin, that's how we're gonna. <laughs> we're
2: gonna oh, call Mr. that James comes right? to my. I have a
0: question for you, ladies. Yeah. So, let's say we're all in this circle. What would your killer name be? Oh, my
1: gosh. (sighs) (laughs) I don't know. Just the tip. (laughs) Just the tip. Miss tip. (laughs) There's a story behind that. Let me clarify that. (laughs) Say the story. (laughs) You just have to stab him with just the tip. It does the job. (laughs) Just you know, just one little one little tip. Just a poke. And it's gonna have poison at the end. So just poison <laughs> tipper.
0: <laughs> huh. Oh, that's
2: hilarious. What about you, Stephanie? What do you think your name would be? I don't know. You kind of put me on the spot. I'm like, I've never even thought the- about how... I actually surprised you guys. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> I was not expecting that. Um, I'm trying to think of how I would kill someone. I can see you doing it with poison. Uh-huh. That was my initial thought, but you're putting poison on your knife, and I'm not a copycat. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I was thinking of, like, the Mad Hatter, and I would just, like, mix, like, Long Island iced teas kind of thing, like, you know, like, kind of like a bartender or a mixer, mm-hmm. and then I would put it in their drink. Are you going to be in cahoots with the bartender at?
1: The gentleman's club, yeah, and
2: everybody's gonna think I'm just working there.
3: <laughs> mm. yeah.
2: You could be the bartender's long lost sister, right? <laughs> this is our, this is my dad. Even though I'm super short and he's oh, well, he can't out the really... bar though. <laughs> uh, obviously, we have different moms. <laughs> yeah, obviously, <laughs> I mine, mine would
0: have to be something maybe with like automobiles, so like cutting the brakes. Or, like, something like that. Ooh. Failed see, and stop. now I'm
1: trying to think, too. I know.
0: Uh, mine's lame now. <laughs> no, I'm just, and then it works and then it doesn't. So, I don't know. Mm. But I would think something in regards to that. Or, like, did you guys ever see, like, one of the John Grisham movies that had, um, oh, my God, Julia Roberts in it? And her boyfriend, the, the law teacher, goes to start his car and it, like, blows up? No. Like, that That would be me. Like, I'd probably be blowing up cars. <laughs>
2: you know what else I was thinking? <gasps> oh! Like, something like an illusionist to where I distract them with something else and then I kill them. So, that <laughs> gotcha. way it gives me, like, the freedom to do it in different ways. But there's always a distraction. Yeah. So, it would be, like, Miss Illusionist or something. Gotcha. Or okay. Illusion.
0: Um, remember how we were talking about who killed Mr. Dart?
2: Yes, yeah,
0: it was Doug. Remember, he was getting it on with his like prostitute, and he shoots the arrow through his head. Yep, I remembered now.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, because he was I liked it in public.
0: It, it uh-huh. came, it came to me because of the car. Yep, nice.
2: So, so I'd probably be Miss Explosion. Miss Explosion. Explosion. Huh, that's kind of like really close to Miss Orgasm. <laughs> no. <laughs>
1: oh my gosh. That's hilarious. <sighs> Such a great that book. That was though. a good one. Mm-hmm. I know. You really caught us off guard. Now I'm like really contemplating this. <laughs> <laughs> you can't change it. You already picked it. I, tip. I know. <laughs> tip with the poison or poisonous tip. Yep, <laughs> Right yes um,
2: so That's what is going to be our next book dun, dun, dun. well we just talked about assassins mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so do we still want something with a little mischief in it a little darkness a little <laughs> darkness dark souls coming to play definitely dark souls hmm <laughs> So, how about we go with The Vice by Jennifer Jensen? Yeah. I'm excited. Really? Oh, yeah. And she's going to be joining us. Yes. You guys get a, a three P <laughs> this month. <laughs> right? We're in, like Miami. the Lakers here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Till next time. Yes. yes. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.
2: Bye. Alrighty guys, well, thank you for listening. Please don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcast or follow us on Spotify or your preferred streaming network to listen in. And you can also follow us on Instagram at reading underscore sirens. That's at R-E-A-D-I-N-G underscore S-I-R-E-N-S and that's on Instagram, and we also have our group on Facebook, which is called Reading Sirens Podcast. Follow us so you can get all of our updates, and we will be looking forward to you tuning in soon. Thanks! Bye!